0: But first, there's another thing I want to share with, the, with the, our listeners. And that's what I call pre-engagement. Pre-engagement. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that means that if I have identified the people I really, really want to connect with, then normally, if what I check first is, are they content creators? Do they publish themselves? If the answer is yes, and you manage to leave two, or three comments before you send a connection request. And I mean, comments of value, okay? With additional insights, with your opinion, just to show also some appreciation of their post. And you manage to do that two or three times. It means that LinkedIn delivers your name literally to them in the notifications saying, Richard Vanderblom just commented on your post. Ah, next day, Richard Vanderblom commented on your post. Okay, so your name becomes known. And if you follow up then with a connection request, where you maybe even mention that you already engaged or commented, you get three times more acceptance rate as well. It's just simply people heard your name, you have shown up in their in their comment section, and now you're like converting this mini trust into a, a first step and getting connected.
1: The idea of job security is outdated as a landline. If you haven't been in a search for a while it's probable you will at some point, by choice or not. Most executives admit to staying way too long or sense what's coming and justify staying anyway. Here, there's another reason. The faulty belief that navigating to what's next will inevitably be worse and has to suck. Screw that. Lauren Greif has spent a lifetime in corporate and executive search, calling bullshit on stale career advice that most still use. This is Career Blast in a Half. The career podcast for executives ready to cut past outdated career advice to fuel your outcomes now so let's go
2: there are so many people on linkedin that are linkedin trainers right but there are so few of them that i go to to trust and send other people to as the source of authority and that's why Richard Bloem is here today Richard is breathing eating sleeping literally digesting information and research that we all can benefit from on LinkedIn but why he's here today really goes into something that all of my clients struggle with I even struggle with which is breaking into cold connections. And with an acceptance rate of somewhere around 92%, who better to come on the show today? So Richard, thank you so much for coming and bearing with me and being such a good sport and taking some of your Friday early evening to be here.
0: Well, you're welcome. First of all, I'm very happy to be here. Was- Quite an introduction. So I already get to know that you don't trust LinkedIn trainers. So that's a good starting point. Um, but no, uh, glad to be here. And I hope to shine a light on uh, all your questions and that from your audience. So
2: I want to pick up on what you just put down. There are a lot of LinkedIn trainers. And since mm-hmm. there's no certification or way to validate that, how do we, People out there on LinkedIn, especially in the B two B marketplace, which is one of the people can also benefit. How do we vet whether this person is a solid, reputable, reliable LinkedIn trainer?
0: Well, that's a good question. I think that's, that's what a lot of people are finding out. I you know I I could say walk the dog. You know, people need to walk the talk i I see people on LinkedIn, LinkedIn trainers promoting their course that says literally, like if you follow this course, you never have to do cold acquisition anymore, yet they are sending it out via one on one spam automation, so they're like actually doing cold outreach with their solution for cold outreach. so that's always like makes me laugh or actually makes me cry at the same time um and then you have sales navigator if you're in sales you don't need it and then like my first question is have you used sales navigator no 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 no. i never use sales navigator but i know you don't need it like, we're like, okay. so so basically i think you need to get an understanding like okay um do they walk the talk do they know what they're talking about do they have satisfied clients that match your own DNA. I mean, if somebody is successful in helping solo entrepreneurs that know nothing about LinkedIn to get them to the next step, it doesn't mean that he's a fit for your company B2B to train your sales team. So, and and you're right. There are more than 30,000 dedicated LinkedIn professionals worldwide, you know, and I stopped even counting them. So, so it's, it's a jungle out there. Um, Sometimes people say like, how long have you been around? And no, I started my first LinkedIn training in 2009, but that's not a guarantee that somebody brings value for your money. Because I know, unfortunately, a lot of people that have been around like for more than 10 years and they still don't get it. And on the other hand, I see new people coming to the platform, very intelligent, very authentic, and they really like rock the platform. They rock the stage in one year. So, so like the number of years that you're active on the platform is not for me a real good indicator. But really, like okay. What about the clientele? What about a satisfied clients? But, and, and you can see a lot, I guess, based on their content strategy, know? Don't you think?
2: I completely agree. And what I want to ensure is that all of you who are listening, probably executives and c suiteers and folks in the job search process, we're gonna get to this point about cold connections because not only is Richard the master, but also because doing it on this platform and hyper-personalizing connections requests is essentially his, his primary jam in terms of utilizing something that is available to all of us free on LinkedIn. So I'm always trying to, uncover things that you could use literally right now so i want to talk to you about how you learned about driving those cold connection requests what are the biggest mistakes people make mm-hmm. and what are the winning formulas
0: okay let's start with the biggest mistakes because that's the most fun part i think yes I have. Uh, <laughs> Uh, biggest mistake? Well, I think the biggest mistake is spell, pitch, spam before you have a relationship. No, that's like asking someone to marry on the first date. I mean, success rate, very, very low, I hope. Okay. But, but that's something that I, I'm still on a receiving on a daily basis. I still get on a daily basis people I've never heard of from companies I've never heard of offering solutions that are irrelevant to my business, yet they start like, hi, Richard, I see you are this, I'm just connecting. I was wondering when you have 15 minutes to do a demo of our whatever tool. So for me, that's an instant ignore. Uh, so, so, you know, the only conversion of your connection requests should be an acceptance. No other conversion, no other. Don't try to get them to read your article. Don't try to get them to watch your, your job offer, nothing of that, just make them accept. And that's when the, the game starts. Um,
2: so hold on a second. So yep. a surefire way to make them reject your connection request is to do any of what Richard just said, right? Do not ask them for anything necessarily from the beginning we're going to talk specifically but like if we were going to do a role play and pretend that we're doing this and you are reaching out to me never met me before what would what would that email sound like that i would ignore
0: well basically uh it would be something like hi lauren uh i'm seeing you're uh, active in the job coaching industry uh, we have this amazing solution that will land you 200 new candidates every day, and I wonder when you have 15 minutes to talk through this, something like that. You know, hey. it's it's there are a lot of negative keywords. Um, I always write them on a on a flip over whenever I give training. Like words like demo, introduction, meeting, video call, uh, all those things. Is coffee on to, that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The coffee, co- yeah, virtual coffee, coffee. Yeah, 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 definitely. That's, that's also on there. So because you are you are like going from step one to step four, okay? There's no trust. So why would people value? We're all busy. So why would people value a person they've never met, never heard of, 15 minutes, 30 minutes of their time to discuss something they don't know if it's relevant, you know? So right. no, it's it's a no-go.
2: And that is a perfect example because... Everything that you just said, I'm thinking in my head as you're doing this in real time. Nope, nope, no, no. no, no. It completely like this person has taken no time. And so I'm using this as a important demonstration I know I just use the word demo, but I'm using this as a demonstration because the frustration comes in, well, I reached out to them. Reaching out isn't and you correct me if I'm wrong here, please, isn't the action. Building the relationship is is the solution because you're not going to, people are not going to want to give you anything if you haven't invested anything in them to begin with.
0: Is that true? I think for every single member of LinkedIn, the core activity should be, build relationships no matter if you're in sales a job seeker a c-level everyone should be on linkedin to build relationships to maintain your existing network strengthening bonds find new interesting people start new relationships and building your professional network and then comes the next step whether you want to land this job opportunity whether you want to hire someone whether you want to find a client but that's all after you have built a relationship first
2: and for those who don't necessarily understand the, and, and myself included, right? What is the what is the runway between? I'm, I, I'm a cold connection to I have a relationship. Where is the where is the dividing line, or where is the crossover point that says, "Oh, now now I can do this. Now I can go ahead and make an ask, or now I can say I have a relationship."
0: Yeah, that, that, that's, I understand the question. It's a difficult one because I can, I can, um, it, it depends all where they start. I mean, I have received invites from people that was so well written that I thought like, wow, I would really like to speak to this person. So, so there is an instant trust based on the invite where mm-hmm. I get other invites and maybe I get even follow-up messages. Like you just mentioned one, you know, I I get a lot of invites. I I still accept a lot. But if someone sends me after I hit the accept button and within 10 minutes I get a message saying, thank you, Richard, for accepting connection requests. I wonder when you have 15 minutes to do a virtual coffee as i Mm. like to meet my new connections. For me, that's like, and maybe maybe I'm on the wrong end, but for me, that's a no-go. I mean, I don't know you. I, I have no need in, like... Show me with your content, engage with my content. You know, make sure that you uh, convince me first about your added value before I like give you 15 30 minutes of my time because time is the most precious asset I have. Um, but again, I've received invites from people addressing my content, expressing why it's relevant for them, and triggering me that I go, like Hey, if this person asks me for like 15 minute Call, I would like literally jump on it right away because so, so there is no like road map. It depends on basically it comes, it comes down on a word that I really like to use in everything I do is authenticity, being as authentic as you can be. And you will resonate with the people that you want to resonate with that, that you need in your network. So I, that's really from the start. You asked me in the beginning, like, okay, what are the don'ts? And we, I said the pitch, but, you know, as time is an asset, more and more people online LinkedIn, unfortunately, turn to automated bots or automated tooling. So whenever I get an invite, hi, Richard, I notice we are active in the same industry and we really would like to join a network to see where we can have synergy. I know that this is an automated invite. I know that you have a tool, you, you like look for 100 potential interesting contacts the tool puts in my first name but there is nothing in the whole invite that really makes me like wow this is it it doesn't make me feel special you know and even worse the high comma high comma i've seen you are an expert in this i see we have some mutual connection i mean this might have done the job in 2015 it will not do the job in 2023 so so that's automation non-personalizing your invite Pretending you are personalizing is also a very big don't.
2: I so appreciate this because as I'm listening to you, what I am immediately taken back by is that it's really not the connection request. That's the quote unquote, um, you know, bear in this situation. It's the level of research or not that you might Be using as the on-ramp to actually get yourself to the connection request. So every one of those examples that you just shared was a throwaway. Mm -hmm. There's nothing there that's that's legit, right? Because they're just pressing some button. And so if you're on the executive side and you're not doing any kind of legwork prior to those connections, by the way. Just set yourself up to waste more time, because it's not gonna it's not gonna fly. And I like what you did. You said, "Hey, this is 2015." And I often talk about landline thinking, right? Yeah, we don't use a landline anymore. That's a landline.
0: It is. It is. And and I have another one. And then then I think we have had most of the don'ts. Another one is make the invite all about you and not about the person you want to connect with. I've Literally today, received one. It was a very experienced person uh, in the real estate, which is not necessarily my target audience. But anyway, he invited me, and it was more like, uh, "Hi, I really would like to connect. I'm this person. I have plus 15 years' experience in the real estate. I'm currently working on this project in, I think, it was Florida. And here is a link included to my portfolio over there. He wasn't telling me anything, but he was saying like." This is who I am. This is the professional who I am. He didn't ask a single question. And again, this is a message that you can very simply copy paste. So what happens? It didn't make me feel special. I do not know why he wants to connect with me. I don't see a link. I don't see a connection. So I I simply hit ignore. So make it about them if you invite them and don't make it about you. Make it about them.
2: I'm going to share with you to that direction. I believe it was a woman on LinkedIn who I know is friends with Amy Volas. Her name is Sam McKenna. She gave me this quote, show me, you know me. So show me, you know me is getting in the underbelly of, of what is superficial, right? Mm -hmm. Read this person's post, do a Google search, find out if they were on a podcast, do something, Mm -hmm. but do not, make it all about you and your agenda because they can read right through that. So yeah, definitely. let's flip this around. Let's offer some things that are, that are quote unquote, you know, winner, winner, chicken dinner. Like you're going to be able to actually increase that acceptance rate and be able to start building those relationships because once you have that connection access, a lot of things are possible.
0: Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And the first thing, First tip I want to mention, because it's often underrated or underestimated by people, is if you create your profile with your target audience in mind, okay? So if you not treat your profile as a resume, but you have your target audience in mind. So let's say for this example, I target sales directors because I want to sell my LinkedIn training for regeneration. So my profile, the way how I position myself, the way how I have my featured section, the way how I write my about section, it should be about them, about their challenges, their needs, their pitfalls on how to generate leads via LinkedIn. If I address those topics in my visuals, in my content, in the way how I craft my profile, interesting enough, if I'm going to hit the default connection request, so even without a personalized message, I can get up to 65% of acceptance because what people do if you don't write a message, they will click on your profile. If they go like, wow, this guy knows what he's talking about. Wow, there is insightful content in the featured section. Then a lot of them will give you the benefit of the doubt. So I'm not saying that it's better to use the default setting. I am saying that if you have an option between the spammy invite, all about me invite, or the automated invite, which all could be seen as personalized, or you do the default, it's better to do the default because at least Mm. you're not stepping on some toes.
2: Mm. Okay. That's really interesting. I've never heard that before. So the default invite, does that also, is that the only option when you're going through your phone? Because- Nope. 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 You, can, nope. you can add a connection request, but isn't it, isn't it harder to actually yes. access it?
0: I don't know which phone you have. I know on iOS, iPhone, if yes. you hit the connection button, thinking like on your laptop desktop, there comes a message. It's sent by default. Okay, that's so for, important. There's no people. Yeah, on, no, on the iPhone, I think it's like somewhere if you click on more, you see three dots. If you click on the three dots, it's like customize your invite. So it's literally two clicks more that you need to do in order to be able to send. I don't know why they did it because from a usability, it's really poor. Um, So it's possible, but to be honest, I've hit a number of times already on the connect thinking I could write something and the default connection was sent. Luckily again, I have a profile that does a, a decent job in telling what I am, what I, who I am and what I can do for you and what my added value is, even without telling you anything. What is the added value of following me on LinkedIn? What do you get for free? So that's this real strong message that I have on my profile. So now, like I said, if I do the default connection request with my target audience, I get up to 65, 70% acceptance rate.
2: Wow. Okay, so note to executives and c suiteers: if your profile is a letdown you are not helping your cause by getting a connection request so those two things work in concert with each other exactly. partners in crime right because yep. it's like it's like getting on an airplane you expect a destination if you end up in, in the middle of nowhere it's not going to help you so set that expectation from almost like a reverse engineering make sure your profile is all good and all that. And then build the connection requests so that that can help increase the acceptance rate so that's number one i like that err on the side of default if you if you are inclined to do use the other way of increasing that acceptance rate because a lot of people are afraid i mean i i've been afraid i actually overthought a cold connection request today turns out we have a mutual person in common, which I know is not a good thing. So hello there. We, we didn't cover that, but just FYI, just because we have mutual connections doesn't guarantee me trust or an acceptance. But I did spend a lot of time listening to this person on a podcast and had some verbatims. I had some things that were, were specific to her, her entrepreneurial journey, the impact of her mother, her audacious goals. I was able to weave that in. So help us understand how to
3: increase the conversion. Well, there are, there are
0: several tactics. So, um, and in a minute, I will give you some things that you can use in your connection request. But first, there's another thing I want to share with the, with the our listeners, And that's what I call pre-engagement. Okay. Mm-hmm. Pre-engagement. So that means that if I have identified the people I really, really want to connect with, then normally if what I check first is are they content creators? Do they publish themselves? If the answer is yes, and you manage to leave two or three comments before you send a connection request, and I mean comments of value, okay, with additional insights, with your opinion, just to show also some appreciation of their post. And you manage to do that two or three times, it means that LinkedIn delivers your name literally to them in the notifications saying Richard Vanderblom just commented on your post. Ah, Next day, Richard Vanderblom commented on your post. Okay, So your name becomes known. And if you follow up then with a connection request where you maybe even mention that you already engaged or commented, you get three times more acceptance rate as well. It's just simply people heard your name you have shown up in there in the comment section and now you're like converting this mini trust into a, a first step and getting connected
2: okay i'm gonna um rename this linkedin dating right you know you called it engagement and when you're dating somebody you're not looking to take the easy way out right engagement engagement sometimes people will tell me oh i engaged but what you qualified that with richard really important is valuable so if you're dating somebody and you take them to burger king no you know they might not be that impressed right <laughs> and so you want to be able to exert some level of not even wowness but just resonance you know what it was that actually did they say or did they write that stood out and impacted you Mm -hmm. and so i really i can't tell you it sounds so simple it is it It sounds and it is so simple but but just because it's simple doesn't mean that you need to take the lowest bar that's available
0: (laughs) no that's true that's true no and and you know when i say you need to engage like you and you made the metaphor with dating i mean if you comment like nice post thank you for sharing it doesn't add anything you know it's so- something that again a lot of bots can do for you a lot of bots can do that so if you see a post make sure that your first line is always hyper personalized okay so make sure that people know it's you add add an insight uh, give it a different opinion ask a question Say, uh, hey, congratulations on this user achievement, but make it personal and, and, and make it insightful. That's And then follow up with a connection request in, in, in eight out of 10 occasions, success guaranteed. So th- that's hmm. talking about what you can do before the connection. Um, if you talk about the, the, the hyper-personalizing your connection request, I have... There are probably more, but I always use five hooks. So I'll, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll check for five different angles.
2: Hooks. Yes, please. Oh, gosh, please. Um, Give us your five hooks.
0: Well, the first I already said, no. The first is that I check if the person is creating content themselves. So if they have posts, then I refer to one of the posts in my connection request. Okay, So it mm-hmm. could be something like, uh, hi, Lauren. Uh, you might not know me, but I was really impressed by your post today about executives changing jobs in the last decade of their career, um, it really resonated with me. Would like to connect and see more of your content, okay? So I didn't mention my trainings. I didn't mention who I am, but I'm just saying, like, I saw your post today, really impressed. I mentioned the topic. Imagine this. If I say, hi, Lauren, I was really impressed with your post today, Dot. I would like to connect with you and see more of your content. That's automated. Mm-hmm. I mm. really liked your post today. I would like to see more of your content. That's, co- that's automated. But if I say, I really liked your post today about executives changing. So you mentioned the topic that can never be automated. Okay. Mm. So that's a very important difference. Okay. The first mm. would be automated. The second can never be automated. Mm. So that's if people are posting Um, And what if it's not? Yeah, but it's a very strong hook. Unfortunately, we have only 7% of LinkedIn members posting content, okay? So for 93%, this is not working. Hmm. Um, Then, second hook, featured section. It's a part of the profile since three years where people can highlight specific types of content, okay? So they can highlight a web link, they can highlight a post, they can highlight any kind of media video they want to highlight. Now, 20% of all LinkedIn members have a featured section, okay? Mm. The good part about a featured section is that normally people highlight things like achievements, things they are proud of, things they have contributed to. So anything they want to put like really in like, um, like to emphasize on their profile. So you referring to something you've seen in the featured section gives them first, Somebody has really had a look at my profile. Second, he has done a deep dive in my featured section. And yeah, he mentioned this project, this achievement I'm proud of. So you have positive vibes. You have hyper-personalization. And when I use this, I get about a 90% acceptance rate. Okay, oh so gosh. this is very strong.
2: Yeah, this is the trailer, right? It's like, it's like yeah. the, sh- the showreel. And yeah. what that also is, which I love that you brought this up because... They're giving you a softball. I mean, they're giving you everything that you could need to know to, to congratulate them, to acknowledge them, to see them, to, to, to actually invite the relationship to happen.
0: Definitely. They're giving you, they're providing you with the ammunition. Here it is. Here Here, it is. Here it is. Uh, It's it's for you to grasp.
2: Okay. Okay. So number one, I got that the, the specificity about what you learned in a post. The second yeah. one is featured section. The third yeah.
3: one.
0: Third one uh, is not about the post, not about a feature team, It's about, here we go, mutuality, but I always say a strong mutuality. Okay. Mm-hmm. We have on average around almost 900 connections, the average LinkedIn member, okay, have, on average. If you leave out the bottom 50% of users who very rarely use the platform. So if you go to the top 50% users, the average connection is already on 1500. So imagine you saying we have a mutual connection. I mean, it doesn't provide any value. I have about almost 30,000 followers, which is uh, 30,000 connections with max. So if somebody says we have a mutual connection, I go like, Yeah. Okay. That's not like very rare. So it doesn't do. So strong mutualities. I'm talking about things like previous employers. I'm talking about hobbies or interests that a lot of people publish in their about section. Mm. I'm talking about education. Like Mm. we both went to Harvard. We both went to Yale. We both did this uh, financial controller uh, 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 course on this specific institution. And, and I always use the mutuality if I can find at least two. So if I have one mutuality, I really doubt if I should use it. But if I say, like, hey, I notice that back then again, we attended the same university and we have worked both for the same company in the past in the same job roles, you know, that's something I would like to use in order to write a connection request. And I have an example of. A senior, no, it was a vice president of sales of a, a Dutch company. I'm Dutch. And what I saw on his profile, to give an example, he worked at Adeco, the staffing agency, mm-hmm. in a role as strategic account director. I think it was 2010, 2013. I worked at Adeco 2000, 2006, also in an accountant, uh, strategic director role. Um, Then I went to the about section and he said, like, I'm currently working for company X and we are targeting Fortune 1000 companies, which we also target. So my invite was very simple, like, hi, we don't know each other, although we have worked at a deco in the role of accountant strategic director, you for company X, me for company I, I mentioned the companies obviously. And now we both target Fortune 1000 companies would like to connect with you and see how we can support each other in growth. That was all I did, And he accepted like 18 minutes after I invited him. Mm. So there are two mutualities there. Okay. Work experience. And currently we have almost the same mission.
2: Okay. So this is a great guideline, right? Mm -hmm. So again, move away from, we have a mutual connection. It means nothing. Because we don't know who's mutual and even if there are mutual connections.
0: And even worse, don't drop names. Don't drop names. I've seen this people doing in my trainings. Like, ah, I see we know Lauren Grief together. So, hey, we both have Lauren as a connection. And the other person, it's unbelievable, hates Lauren. Yes, he's connected, (laughs) but he hates Lauren. I mean, that's a big mistake you can make because you're going on a negative emotion. So name dropping never works if you don't know the reference. You don't know the reference.
2: Ah, okay. So if I go back to the example that I used this morning and I said, uh, this person's name was Jody. Hey, Jody, I heard you on Chris Doe's podcast. I'm not saying we both know Chris. I'm just saying I'm using Chris in reference to the fact that it's his podcast, right? So that's, that's cool. But that's not- a
0: good hook. Yeah, that's a good hook. That's a good hook also because you you, you, you don't only mention we notice. No, I've heard you on the podcast and you can give a compliment probably if she said something oh that goodness, of really stood out to you. You said like, I heard you in the podcast of this person and this remark really stood out. I mean, you know, job right. done.
2: Yeah. So. I've heard this from another colleague of mine who did this and it was pretty effective. I'm curious about what you think about it. Some people go as far as time stamping, So they'll say, you know, around the 20 minute mark, I heard you mention such and such and such. Now you can't bullshit that.
0: No, no, no. I haven't gone this far, but I will mention, I saw your 30 or I listened to your 35 minute podcast because if it's 35 minutes and you mentioned it at least. Um, but you know, if you mention, uh, I listened to your podcast. I learned a lot, especially when you mentioned in minute 18, this, I mean, more hyper-personalized, you cannot do it.
2: Okay, great. Number four, what's after that one? So now we've done like the mutuality in the right way. Yeah. So,
0: so, so hook one, two, three are all about, finding a hook on the person's profile or content. Now, if you, and, and this is a realistic scenario, okay? The person is not publishing, only 7% publishes, person has no featured section, only 20% has a featured section, and hey, there is no mutuality. Then the next thing I do, I go to the company page, okay? Mm-hmm. And It depends a bit on who is your target audience. I mean, if, you, if, if your target audience are solo entrepreneurs, Often their company page is non-existing or at least they don't have a lot of uh, content. But if you target like from mid-sized companies, the company page, I mean, there is a marketing or a comms department. And then I would just go into, let's say, the post of the last month and try to find any relevance in the post and then go back to the person and say, hey, I was impressed with your company's post on topic X because... This and this is the reason why it resonated with me, would like to follow you as you are this in this company. Mm -hmm. So you mention content on the company page, and you could also, I mean, if you are really willing to deep dive or you have sales navigator, what I sometimes do, I check in sales navigator from within the same company, which individuals have published really insightful posts. Mm -hmm. And then I go like, Mm -hmm. hey. On your colleague's, Peter's post or profile, I saw this post about this topic. I really liked it. I would like to connect with you since you are working in this job role at Company X. So you use the content on the company page or a colleague's uh, profile uh, and you use that in your invitation.
2: Excellent. So most of our listeners probably do not Because you have access to the company page. Stick with what you have and work with it. And so what I want to also enforce in my not so dispassionate way, right? I'm being very sarcastic, is what Richard said in the beginning, what you said, Richard, specifically was every single person on LinkedIn should be building relationships. And what you didn't say, and maybe what I think I want to reinforce is whether you are in a job search, whether you are uh, selling B2B, doesn't even matter. It really doesn't matter. The currency and the catalyzing of whatever end result you're looking for isn't going to come from a resume. It's not going to come from a profile it's going to come from the the build of the relationship and so one of the you know kind of trite but truisms in the hiring business is people hire people (laughs) and and you probably are the greatest example of this right you're you're selling to huge organizations you're working and training people and at the end of the day you can have all the strategies and tactics in the world but if you have no social capital You're bankrupt.
0: Oh yeah, I I couldn't agree more. Yeah, definitely.
2: Last one. What's the best hook for number five?
0: It's not the best hook. Am I disappointing you now?
2: No, never.
0: (laughs) No, it's it's not the best hook. I also I always mention this, and this is but you go off LinkedIn. You go to the website. Okay, Mm -hmm. so you go to the website. You check. for a menu that says news, media, press, uh, blog, those kind of things, where companies put their new stuff, and you just try to find an interesting article there, an interesting facts. and you mention it, you say like, "Hey, Laurie, I just visited your website. I was impressed with your latest release on topic X. Oh. Would mm-hmm. really like to connect with you and you know uh, see more, uh, or would really like to connect with you and." Uh, see what the future brings sometimes i even write like and see what the future brings you know it's but i'm not hinting in like i really would like to connect with you and this is what i expect it's just like i want to connect with you based on what i found.
3: Mm-hmm. um
0: and before any of your listeners because i had this when i when i spoke uh, on an event about uh, connection strategy i had someone who said and he was right he said like People might not publish content themselves, but some people might comment. So Mm -hmm. if you check in their status activity, whether they have left insightful comments Mm -hmm. and you see that, that your, your, your person you want to connect with is leaving insightful comments and you dive into your connection and say, Hey, Lauren, I just saw your insightful comment on the post of person X about executives and job search. I really agree with your statement. Let's connect. You're in. Okay. So that's also good. So maybe that's the best.
2: Really good. That one is really good. I it is. It is I'm so excited that you mentioned that because
0: Yeah.
2: So Richard, I just I need to before we get into the signature questions, I need so much to thank you because I have been literally A sponge for everything that you have put out and your reports oh my goodness your LinkedIn reports have been a Bible to me I love I do I love your comment content and I think you know that because I am a pretty regular commenter and hopefully they are with value and you've been so generous here and outside of here you're just a wonderful person to connect with and i love your no-nonsense approach to this so the three signature questions are the first one here we go as somebody who is looking to also up level relationships and or building connections what is there a specific book that you would recommend is there something that you say wow, that just blew my mind. This is a totally new reframe or something like that.
0: I I don't have a specific book that comes to mind. I think if you want to grow your network, I think the term that I would mention is, it's not a book, it's not a source, it's the term curiosity. Mm. Be be curious, you know, be curious. Um, If you see an interesting article, you never heard of the person, you know, send an invite, expand your network with this person. If you go to an offline meeting, you have had chats with people, you know, be curious, invite them, mention. So, so curiosity with proactivity, that's, that's how you really build your network. I'll give you an example. And this is really, really recent. I was watching with my girlfriend. I was watching a, a show on AI or it wasn't a show, a television program in, in Holland on AI. And there was an expert who was quoted. And I literally took my mobile. I went to LinkedIn. I looked for the name, and I sent him a connection. Him and I said, "I'm now watching. You're on the news. Your AI I would like to connect." And I got like an instant. And this is what I mean with curiosity. Like a lot of people that you meet in day-to-day life, that you look up to, that you, even writers, authors of books that you like, if they're on LinkedIn, try to connect with them. I mean, that's that's what I would. Yes. Uh,
2: yes, I advise I, you. It- I concur. I I actually am holding a big banner saying, like, go for it, right? I actually just had somebody come onto the podcast, who's an expert in in, uh, meditation. And he also has a brilliant podcast called Grounded Sleep. And that's how I I got him because I've been, I I said to him in my subject line, you know, we've been sleeping together for years.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's a good one.
2: Thank you. Uh, Second question is, there's a post-it that you might recommend that people put on their desktop as a gentle reminder when they're going on LinkedIn or building relationships with.
3: What would it say?
0: Be consistent. Hmm. Be consistent in how often you publish on LinkedIn. Don't go for five times this week just because you have nothing else to do and then go silent for a month because you then trigger the algorithm not to bring new people to your content. So be consistent, Mm -hmm. find a rhythm that you can maintain for a longer period of time without harming the quality of your content. Mm -hmm. Be consistent in spending 10, 20 minutes a day on engaging, commenting with your inner circle, with new people, and also be consistent in expanding your network, which we just discussed. Mm -hmm. So make sure that you have like, a system in place that makes you consistent in branding, content, and expanding your network.
2: Treat this like, you know, uh, a sprint, right? It's, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't really have the same kind of long-term, long, you know, long-term impact or value. And the last one, I can't wait to hear this. What's your walk-up song?
0: What's my walk-up song? What's your walk-up song? Walk-up song as in walk-up song as on stage?
2: yeah like or like you're you like like the the pump it up like song that you listen to like when you're just like going for it
0: I don't have a i'm not i I'm, I'm Dutch we don't do the American like I'm all thrilled and all No, so no, a song if i no I have a song if I really really want to um get back to my inner core like I really want like, so okay yeah,
3: that's good like,
0: distracted on. It's it's black from Pearl Jam. That's, oh. that's, my, that's my That's my song that if I hear that song, no matter where I am, I completely go into myself and I, I always uh, almost meditating when I hear that song.
2: Oh, yes. The Eddie Vedder love fest that the two of us could have. Yeah. I mean, literally, we could have yeah. a whole retreat on it because it's yeah. that good.
0: Yeah, Yeah, it is.
2: Make sure that you follow Richard, and I will, of course, include that link in the show notes. Um, if you really want to test this theory, drop me a LinkedIn request or try Richard with any one of these tips and tactics. And of course, that would be
0: nice. Yeah, right? Let's see yeah, this. That would be nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah for
2: sure. Nice. And, and give
0: us the best example, not the worst example.
2: Yeah, give us one that he offered up and then the last thing is please if you really want to show me you know me put a rating and review up on apple podcast or anywhere else because that is also goodwill and says hey you know i really did listen
1: thank you for joining today we appreciate your listening ears big time We ask this, use these tools, not tomorrow, right now, and share them by spreading the love, leaving us a rating and subscribe so you don't miss the next career blast in a half. Most of all, thank you for you.